Welcome to Where Parents Talk. My name is Leanne Castellino. Our guest today is the founder and president of Nuance Magazine, a wellness, health, and lifestyle publication. Farah Henry is also a mother of two. She lived with uterine fibroids unknowingly for years before being diagnosed. An often misunderstood and underdiagnosed health condition, uterine fibroids will affect 70% of all women by the age of 50. These non-cancerous tumors can form on the inside, the outside, and on the wall of the uterus, usually during childbearing years. They range from the size of a seed to a melon, with symptoms that include painful, heavy, or prolonged periods, infertility, and even miscarriage. While generally treatable, if undiagnosed, these tumors can lead to complications, including a hysterectomy. Faha was diagnosed with uterine fibroids in the early 2000s. She joins us today from Repentigny, Quebec, uh, to share her story. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So tell us about when you first realized that something wasn't right. I never thought that I had something necessarily wrong with me. I just thought that was my luck, that I was sick every month. Um, and I had to find ways to subdue the, the, the pain. Um, when, when I was diagnosed with, um, with the fibroids, um, it was something normal in my community. It's like, okay, I have it too. Uh, my sister has it. My mother had her um, hy- hysterectomy. Is it hysterectomy? <laughs> um, when she was forty-two. So for me, it was like, okay, I guess that's it because it's something that is like in the culture and people don't make a big deal out of it and maybe they didn't understand it. Um, and uh, I just find like homemade remedies to subdue the pain, uh, putting a hot, um, uh, uh, hot, hot patch on my, my tummy or drinking more water, not uh, having uh, dairy um, when I had my periods and everything. And back in the days, I, now I'm mostly vegan and vegetarian. So um, I was drinking milk, uh, a lot of milk. I loved milk. So uh, I just like played around with what I knew and how to be able to function uh, while I had my my periods and but it, it was really painful uh, I used to throw up and miss uh, exam final exam and I remember missing my my final history exam when I was in high school so um, it's just not making it a big deal. And, and that was it. But now with the information I have, it's like, oh, wait a second, it is a big deal. And I could be in a situation where I couldn't uh, have kids. And I never thought about that. So yeah, and you know, it's interesting, because you lived with this painful, um, these periods that were painful, and everything else that you described the throwing up, etc, for at least 10 years before being diagnosed. Take us through how you were diagnosed. Um, I voluntarily um, went to the, to the doctor, the CLSC, and asked for um, an exam uh, because I never had one before. Um, and um, that's when they told me and 
for that, nobody, my parents didn't freak out or anything. It was like, oh, okay. Um, so uh, from there, if I had did the test way before when I had my periods, I had my periods when I was 12. Um, and from that age, normally people go, they send their kids to uh, the doctor and have everything checked out and everything. And even with me being that sick every month, my parents never made a big deal out of it either. So um, I think that people have to take responsibility of like, I don't feel well, then I should go check it out before somebody tells you, well, you, you should go have this checked out. But it was so such a, a, a it was a thing that everybody normalized. So it was no emergency. Uh, but once I knew, um, it was like, okay, but that's, that's, that's what it is. And it's okay, because my my mom had it. So there shouldn't be any, any problem with that. And the information, she didn't have that much information either, because this is what people did in those days. Um, that was maybe uh, 40 years ago. And so it, it was really under the ra radar. So it's not, look, you don't have any kind of situation disease or anything. So, um, and, and I took it like that also. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about more than 20 years ago, right? So, so much has changed and, um, you know, so much has been done in terms of research and, and science around this as well. How were you finally treated? What was the treated treatment um, that was used to, uh, for, on you in particular? Um, there was no treatment um, till this day. <laughs> there is no treatment at all. Um, I, I just find ways to, to subdue the pain. And eventually the pain went, um, went less and less. Uh, I had my kids and when I was pregnant, I, when I'm pregnant, I feel great. I have no morning sickness. It's, completely the opposite you wouldn't think that i guess i i i was in pain for so many so many years i got a break on those two <laughs> on those two pregnancies so i i just find natural ways to to be okay with it and eventually it, the the pain went down now i have my periods i don't have any pains related to it um but now that i have the information i'm thinking the fact that my tummy's still big uh, is a little bit big is maybe because of that and um and the fibroids kept on growing because i went like you, you you go and get your your checkup because you were pregnant and after you gave birth and everything but the more it went oh it's bigger they tell me it's bigger but it doesn't bother you so we don't touch it and we don't do anything about it so i'm thinking but how do you get it to reduce? How does it get smaller? That's and and this is the the, the part where n nobody had the answer for me. So my I had one uh, last time was a uh, size of a grapefruit, and a grapefruit is fairly big. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I I had three. I had three and there's one like the size of a grapefruit, but I'm thinking a grapefruit is big. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a two fists, you know, yeah. um, but nothing there. So 
Um, and, and, and I'm thinking this could have effect on, on my health eventually because having that moving around, it's ha- having a little baby still, mm-hmm. <laughs> like three babies <laughs> inside of me. So, yeah. So Farah, can I ask you, were you told that there is no treatment for your specific condition or are you just not having the treatment? You've managed it in different other, other ways. Uh, I was told that it, 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 if it doesn't bother you, then there's nothing to do about it. But how do I know that it's bothering me? Since now uh, my periods, I, I'm, I'm not in pain when I have my periods, but is it affecting something else? I don't know. And the fact that it's taking space in my tummy, in my uterus, then it, it has an effect on how I look right now. Uh, you know, so I, I don't have a flat stomach and I'm thinking, well, why can I have a flat stomach by, by being pregnant, by having those two pregnancies? Um, and when you say that I should get myself checked out again, mm-hmm. uh, because it might have the, the, the size might have changed now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the information and they didn't tell me that there is a way to take them out or do something about it. I don't but, have this information. <laughs> but generally uterine fibroids are considered fairly treatable, correct? From what you understand? From what I understand now. Mm-hmm. From because uh, uh, I've been um, uh, talking to um, Vivre Sans Fibrome and working in in a business uh in, in a business way uh we have a, a relationship and from what i understood i'm like okay wait a second there's something that could be done and there is uh treatment or um seeing um what am i supposed to take them out and and that was always the question i kept on asking well, shouldn't we take them out? Uh, I had friends um, uh, that had like fibroids where they they had to go and take the fibroids out and do uh, a, an operation and everything. But I guess it was bothering them more than it's bothering me or it was more visible. Um, the facts or the symptoms were more than what I have, but do I know all the symptoms that the fibroids can, what can occur? I, I don't have this information right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning uh, as I go right now and I'm getting closer to menopause. So maybe there's something to be, to, 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 to check out with that. So I'm not as young, I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's, there's something there. So let me ask you, what do you know now that you wish you'd known when you were in your teens and early 20s struggling, uh, as you described earlier? Um, for sure, um, if they would tell me, because I didn't know that it could um, affect uh, a woman not having kids and not being pregnant. So did I didn't know. So the fact that I thought that everything was good and peachy, that... <laughs> That I'm happy I didn't know because it would have put uh, another stress on it. Um, but from what I know now, what I'm, I'm I'm starting to learn is that it's treatable, and that part wasn't offered to me. Wasn't offered to me 15 years ago. Let's say. 
So on that note, what would you say your message to other women, especially women who may be considering having children, what would your message to them be about, you know, uterine fibroids and, and getting checked for them? Um, I would say to, to get them to, 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 to get a consultation and see if it, it could affect their uh, possibility of having kids because let's say I was lucky that it didn't, it, it didn't affect me, but it could affect those, um, those women that have, uh, those younger women that have, um, uh, fibroids and, um, and for sure, right in the, the society we are in, right, living right now, women get pregnant older. They, they don't get pregnant at 20 anymore. They get pregnant at 35. And once you get 35, your, your chances of getting pregnant are reduced because every month you let go of some of those eggs. So you get less and less egg when you're 35. So if there is an effect on uh, the chances of a woman getting pregnant with fibroids, then it's really important to go check, check everything out and how it, it could affect your, um, uh, your future and depending also where they're located. And that's what is, um, uh, I think the, the most important where they're located and how it affects, affects your, 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 your chances is important. So get them checked out and get checked out by get a consultation by specialists, people that does, um, specialize in, um, in fibroids, because I, I was in the, the, the consultation I have, I had, were not with people that specialize in, in fibroids. And that could tell me it was like, okay, routine check. You okay. They're this size. They give me the report this size and this size and this size. Um, I was, I think I had one that was six centimeters and, and I'm like the golf ball, uh, uh, grapefruit. And they were like, okay, that's good. And there, there was no, um, after what do I do after that? And, and this is the, the part because it's non, it's a tumor. So I, I, I guess it's, <laughs> there's something to be, um, uh, to be at least concerned, not, not necessarily go all crazy about it, but just to, 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 to monitor what's going on. And I didn't have necessarily that monitoring. Um, so yeah. Well, and you know, we talked about the statistics off the top, um, 70% of women before the age of 50, uh, one in five women in general, and one in three women in the black community. These are not, you know, statistics that can be ignored, uh, especially for something that again, is generally treatable. We talked about the diagnosis, we talked about uh, some of the treatment options, but support is really important as well. Where did you go for support? I didn't go anywhere mm. because I, I didn't have, I didn't know I needed to be supported. And, and that's the thing because um, the community uh, didn't make a big deal out of it. And so there was no need for me to seek support because when I did my routine check, it was like, they're not bothering you. Then it's okay. 
And then I'm like, okay, so it's like living with another pimple, but it's, it's not just a pimple. And this is now I'm trying, I'm, I'm getting to the knowledge to say, well, it's not just a pimple. It's, it's something. And it could have, if it's not now, it could have an effect later, but it needs to be, is it treated or looked after So this, this is where, um, I, I guess women has, have to, uh, look into that, but I didn't have any support and I didn't think I needed support. That's the thing. Now that you know about, um, much more about uterine fibroids and you talked about uh, Vive Sans Fibrome, uh, July 21st, 2022 was the first uterine fibroids awareness day. Um, your support network, whether you need it or not, certainly your knowledge network has grown. What has surprised you most about what you've learned through the people that you've met about this health condition? Um, just the stats that you were mentioning. Uh, the stats are really um, surprising. And um, the fact that we could we could learn more about it and and this is where i'm at right now i i want to know more about it and how does it affect me and should i do something about them or not really not do something about it and i think the vivre sans fibrome is is uh is doing a great a great job and 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 um And you, you see after all these, these years that, um, it was not, it was a non-subject and how could have been a non-subject. And this is what is amazing, but the information and, um, having other, it's not just going to see, um, the doctors, there's nurses and there's, um, uh, other like um, physical therapy. And there's a lot of things that, uh, that I personally want to go and um, explore for, um, for my situation and um, having that day and letting people know that it is a subject and um, you should get, if there's a day, usually if there's a day, there is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so I, I find it great with the Vive Sans Fibrome that they're, they're, um, uh, they're getting to, um, to get people, um, sensibilize people with, with that, 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 uh, I don't know if I should call it a disease or this situation. I don't mm -hmm. even know how to call it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Farah, that I haven't asked you? Um, I, it's just, uh, I guess, a message uh, to every woman. Um, being a woman is is a, a one. Uh, it's a special thing with everything. The hormone changes. The uh, when you're young, something happened. When you're older, and you get older, and and so I, I'm. The message would be. Um, listen to your body and if it aches then there is a problem uh and um and there is a solution and there is 
knowledge is is key in 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 the health uh department and this is why i started the magazine because uh, i also have been um diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and um i didn't have those answers and that's for multiple sclerosis and that's for uh any type of disease uh where people don't necessarily have the knowledge and um they just stick with whatever they're saying at the hospital and go home and take the medication, but you have to understand is understanding your body because everybody don't ache the same. Absolutely. And one of the things that you mentioned that we should also mention is the specialists, right? The the physicians and doctors that you should go see. Vivre Sans Fibrom uh, is also talking about better training for family physicians to um, understand uterine fibroids. Right now, if, if you want a sort of proper diagnosis, you'd go to a gynecologist uh, or some other kind of specialist. But uh, right now across Canada, uh, there seems to be a lack of training of this particular health condition among family physicians as well. Yes, yes. So getting, so having for sure, go see Vivre Sans Fibrome and to to know where to go with all of this um, is very important. Farah, Henry, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me.